to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about your money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the very definition of fun, Heather. Aw, that's so sweet. Only when I'm around you. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions or comments. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Well, we have a fantastic show planned for you today. Today, we are going to be talking about a very fun topic, discretionary spending, otherwise sometimes known as fun money. Yeah, it's fun money. What money isn't fun? (laughs) I think if you have money, it's fun. Well, it depends on what you're able to spend that money on, right? I don't know. I don't know Ooh, that pay, spend. paying nice the utility bill is very is, fun. But it's nice that you said fun and spending, not well, fun and saving. I'm I'm not <laughs> I, I'm not too big of a saver to admit that spending money can be fun sometimes. <laughs> um, it's just not my first preference necessarily. Uh, but the topic, let, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about fun money or discretionary spending. So why is it important that we talk about discretionary spending today? Yeah, I think this will, I think it is a fun topic, but I do think this is an area that can cause a lot of disagreements in couples. I do think this is an area where people aren't going to necessarily agree and there could be some arguments. So we thought this would be a good topic um, you know, to cover with this, since that's what we're trying to help people with through these these conversations that are a little bit more challenging. And I think people are going to disagree, right, on two things. The what, like the fun money, like what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. And I said doing. I didn't say spending. So what are you <laughs> I doing like that with distinction. that money? And, and how much, right? So how, how would you define how much of your money is discretionary and how whatever so or and what you're doing with it so. yeah and, and disagreements on what you do with it and how much you 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 allocate for it can be very contentious like that can create major fights like any any other topic in money right if if you're if you depending on um, what you're investing in or what you're buying next or even even lining up uh, what what services essentials you need in the house can cause fights, and so certainly spending money where you have flexibility is something that's going to cause fights as well. Yeah, and I think if your finances are separate, so we had a episode on this a while ago about how couples do their finances. Some some keep their finances separate. I think this is less of an issue. I don't know that it's not an issue, but I think it's less of an issue because your money is separate. uh, So you already have discretionary money. So I think this is more of an issue if you're combining your finances or you have a hybrid approach in your marriage to your finances. And and in the conversations I've had with, with a few couples, I've found that the discretionary spending is the thing, probably the primary driver why couples oftentimes separate their finances in in what I would call normal situations, non-second marriage situations. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because you you know the main stuff you have to pay for, so that's not where the fighting is. I mean, you, you know you have to pay your mortgage, you have to pay your utilities, you have to buy groceries, right? Exactly. Everybody needs those. You're not going to argue very much about them. Right, but it's the, okay, what, what do you do with the discretionary? How do you want to use that money? That's where a lot of the disagreements can come in. Right. So if you're able to get past this discussion, 
this is a, a way that you're able to bring your finances together potentially where maybe you you haven't in the past um, so what exactly does discretionary mean when we talk about discretionary when we talk about fund money um, what does that mean and where does that come from and my at least how I see it is I see this discretionary money is the money left when all of the essentials all the necessities are are paid for it's it's the very, very last bottom priority on your priority list. After you meet bills, other needs, you know, debt payments, savings contributions that that uh, that for your savings goals, charitable contributions, everything like everything else has to be taken care of, and then you have discretionary money left at the end. I would agree with you, but I think there can still be some disagreements on again, what are all of those necessities? So is going to get a Starbucks coffee, is that a necessity? Well, it most certainly is not. And that's what I'm saying. Some people might- Do you might need a Starbucks eat... coffee to survive? Like, <laughs> can you, can you, will you fall over dead without it? <laughs> <laughs> Some people would probably say yes. So I'm just saying that that's, I think, again, where some of the- um, there could be a little bit of disagreement on okay. when, where that line is. So some of us have realistic views of necessities, you're saying, and others like to bend the rules on what a necessity is. Is that <laughs> what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's true. So and I think the other point to say um, on defining discretionary, and this is a lot coming for me, is it doesn't necessarily mean spending. Ooh, so I like that. There's this money left over, and I think naturally we think that, oh, this is fun. Like I just mentioned, you can spend it on Starbucks or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's money that's being spent. It could be saved or going towards a, a larger goal. Right. It could be repurposed. It could be um, put towards, like you said, towards a larger goal, towards other other activities. And I also think one thing that's that's just generally thought of when we hear discretionary spending, we we hear, oh, this is money that I just get to blow. It's discretionary. It's going out the door. It's whatever I want to do. I don't have to think about it because it's discretionary. And I, I would like to remind you that in the, the, the core of discretionary is discretion, discretion or discernment, right? So that is that is part of what discretionary is and so you need to use your wisdom in order to decide what's best to do with it you you need to be wise with all of your money and discretionary money has that wisdom component built right into what we call it so don't forget about that remember to be wise with all your money and discretionary money is no different uh, perhaps it's especially is where you need to be wise because right. you, you that's where you actually have flexibility and where you have flexibility is where you need to be wisest with your money. Right. You have a, you have to make a decision, right? There's a decision there to be made of what yes. to do with it. Right. So I think we've done a good job clarifying what it is, what we're talking about. So how should couples have conversations around this topic? Where I always like to start, and you've probably seen heard this as a theme throughout a lot of our, our discussions around money, is I like to start by framing money discussions around goals. And this is why, when we talked about it in the past, why it's so important to have goals as a couple. Goals on how do we want our standard of living to look like? How do we want our future to look like? Just in general, what, what are our retirement goals? What are our 
what are our goals for family, for charitable contributions? What do, what do we want to, what does our life look like? And, and framing um, your discretionary spending against those goals gives you some guideposts to know, are we on the right track and are we doing the right thing with our discretionary spending? Um, and so it, it could be, um, there, there could be a lot of things that, that fit into that. There could be, maybe it's from a standard of living standpoint, it could be that fi- cup of coffee you were talking about, Heather. Or maybe for me, I, I might want a new video game or a new, new toy um, that I want to want to play with. Um, and so it's all about balancing those things against these other goals in your life. Yeah, and I think I think that's a really good point is to really focus first on where you're going, where you're headed, and then you can adjust. Because it it could be adjusting your standard of living, it could be a lot of things, which is I think why you know conflicts come up around this topic. And I think you it's a good idea to start with what you agree on. Mm-hmm. You know where where do you guys see eye to eye on, and then talk about your differences and listen, have room for both people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a one-for-one. One. Um, it doesn't need to be a complete... Uh, like dollar-for-dollar dollar match. Dollar-for-dollar match. Uh, but you just need to hear each other out. And you know, it, it needs to feel that you're being heard and respected and that you can make... It needs to feel fair, whether it's truly fair, it's being split with what each individual wants to do with it. But uh, I think it's good to start, you know, where do you agree? And then from there... And, and I like the, your point around starting where you agree because odds are you agree on a lot of things. It, it, it may not feel like you agree on most, but most likely you're married. You, it, you probably have a lot of things you agree on just in order to be married in the first place. And so reminding yourselves on where you agree is an awesome place to start from and a great place to build upon. Um, additionally, I, I think... Uh, your, your conversations should be around balancing priorities. Uh, we want to make sure that we work out, you know, w- what is the timing of our priorities? So we, 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 have, we have personal priorities, we have couple priorities, and as you're having this conversation, make sure this is a conversation that, that balances those priorities in, in, in the appropriate order, and it's not a conversation about no, we can't do this. We're not doing this no matter what. It's Maybe it's a, a conversation around that. that's a great idea. I want to support you in what you want. This right now might not be the right time, but when is? And and it's not, there needs to be time frames around that or, or indicators to say, or milestones to say, here's how, here are the steps we're taking to work towards you getting your your priority, your your discretionary spend, and me getting mine so that there, so that there's some agreement and some conversation around it. Right? Yeah. I think that's really good because it, it's not necessarily a no, it's a not now. Right. Right? We don't want to shut down conversation because when you say no, you shut down conversation. Right. And so maybe this year it's like, oh, I want to buy something for the garage, you know, for the car to work on. You would say that, right? And sure. So, oh, yeah, I have said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably not something I want, but it's not part of our budget, right? right. So it's like, okay, so we're going to save for that for six months and the discretionary can go to get you that. And then the thing that I wanted maybe is later. And so it's, again, it's not necessarily no, it's taking maybe turns to work towards something that one of the individuals wants and the other one doesn't really, but 
yeah, it's <laughs> but just delay. that That's marriage, right? right. Mar- marriage is, is um, valuing priorities of the other person, oftentimes above your own. Usually, if you're doing if you're doing marriage right, you should always be very valuing <laughs> the priorities of the other person above your own. And if both people are doing that, then everybody's priorities are being validated and uh, and supported. Um, and, and it, and, oh, yeah. go ahead. I go, mean, please. if you if you flat out just disagree, like I can't believe that's what you want to spend money on. Uh, our recommendation is that, and we'll kind of get into options on how to handle this. But one recommendation is to give each other just kind of a pool of, not a pool, but a set amount of money. And Maybe a pile. Would you a say pile a pile of or money would several be appropriate? Piles. <laughs> <laughs> I like to measure our money in pile. I, I haven't figured out yet how much a pile of money is. <laughs> is that like $5 is a pile? Is it $100 that's a pile? What, what is the pile? I, 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 it's not completely clear. Okay. It's, just, it's just a fun measurement. But um, give each individual money, and then you don't have to ask permission on what you do with that. If that person wants to spend it on a Starbucks coffee every day, which is often, or eating out, which is often where a lot of my fun money goes, <laughs> um, that David doesn't care. He doesn't get a say. He doesn't have, you know, I don't have to ask permission. It's, it's my little set of money to do what I want. Um, and so... You don't have to agree. You don't have to like what they're doing. You just know, like, each of you have this money that you can do with you want. So you've agreed to the amount that you're allowed to, but um, you don't need to, to ask what, what you're going to use that for. Right. Yeah, then you have you have a little bit more flexibility that way. And to a certain extent, that's that's like a mini hybrid model like we were talking about, right, where, where we – accounts are, are all combined in this case with the exception of – this little bit of fun money or discretionary money. So that you mentioned we would get into some uh, solutions to handle this. So why don't we just jump into that then? So you had mentioned um, this option where a set amount is defined each month to, to talk about it. So I thought, I thought that was that was a great idea. Another option. And, and before we move on, yeah, I mean, this is something we've done, right? True. So this is something we started when we started budgeting. Um, and we set aside, I think originally we started with a hundred dollars a month yep. just to give people some context. And, uh, we each got our hundred dollars. We got it out in cash, uh, and we'd each get our hundred bucks of cash. And there was, there was no questions. And sometimes you'd order something online, so it didn't it, have to be cash, but, um, it was kind of, here's your hundred dollars for the month and each got it. And, and, and the way we did it was we, we also said that hundred dollars needed to be spent within the month. Or it was returned to the family, so we basically topped off the hundred dollars every month, um, and it didn't carry over. And we did that for a long time. Yep. Um, and then we we said, oh well, let let's try carryover for a little bit as well. And and the, so the reason, first of all, the reason that we had the the non carryover scenario was because we wanted to encourage conversation about large purchases, and so. Yeah. It, right. It, so by carrying it over, you could save up twelve hundred dollars for something, and it was my point was like, let's talk about that and be sourcing that maybe from the family versus having to save up to buy a large purchase. This money was just meant to literally be 
some extra little walking around kind of money. Yeah, walking around <laughs> money. You go to the the dime store and get your soda or whatever back in the day. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> or pick up a magazine or whatever. It was meant to be. Just for People little... buy magazines? <laughs> it's like incidentals. Like when you travel for work, they, yeah. they used to get an incidental budget, right? right? So right. that's what it was meant to be, which is why we didn't have the carryover. Yeah, and, um, and, and then we transitioned to a carryover. And I don't even remember now what the reasoning was for the carryover, but we tried that for, I don't yeah. know, a year, year and a half or so. And uh, I don't know, it was fine. Right. But even in that first, the first way... Um, you know, each month, each year we would revisit kind of our goals and what we, again, to your point, what are our goals? And at one point we were like, Hey, we want to increase our lifestyle. I think we would paid off the house or something. And we had a little bit more money, um, than we had had previously. And so we increased that. I think we went up to like 150 or 200 bucks or whatever. And so, um, that was a, a decision we made to kind of increase, you know, our lifestyle by increasing that, you know, discretionary or, yeah, blow money. Exactly. And then, then we bought a house. We bought another house after paying off that one. And <laughs> then we decreased that <laughs> discretionary money. <laughs> and, and right now, we don't even do it at all. <laughs> and now in Singapore, we don't do it at all, mainly because just because everything's harder. Everything's harder in Singapore. We don't. We can't really buy stuff. It, it's hard. Well, we don't want to buy stuff we don't because really we're eventually buy stuff moving there. back and we can't. It, it all so back. yeah, I would love to have some discretionary spending money, but it just it doesn't make sense in Singapore, and so yeah, we're not doing it at all. Um, but looking forward to coming back and having a little discretionary money at some time again. <laughs> yeah. So another option, and this is more, I think, what we were doing. So we were kind of doing both, is really to talk about the items, like I had mentioned, and and build it into the budget. So if you come to the end of the month and you've got this discretionary. Uh, like I said, maybe it's someone, maybe David wants a part for the DeLorean. Oh, but those parts are so cheap that we can just pull those out of the the pocket (laughs) change we find in between the the cushions of the couch, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, or like maybe I want a new purse, uh, that costs a little bit more money. A a little bit, huh? (laughs) A purse. It's amazing how much they charge for a little fabric just stitched together with the logo, uh, stapled on. Stapled on. Well, isn't that how they do quality. it? Quality, quality. <laughs> so, what we would do is talk about it and say, "Hey, this month, let's put the money towards something David wants. Let's put the money towards something Heather wants." And so, um, again, this is where you kind of have to have a more of a discussion and agreement on it. But each person can kind of take their turn at getting what they what they want. Mm-hmm. Like some months. Um, so it would just vary the month. Like sometimes I have a girls weekend. I have an annual girls trip with my book club. So instead of having to, you know, save my hundred dollars a month, we would talk about, Hey, I've got girls weekend coming up. I'm going to have expenses for eating out, for staying in a hotel, et cetera. And uh, you mean, we what, but the booze that. budget for girls weekend seems to, for whatever reason, be the highest. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But yes, yeah, we, we have those conversations around um, around different activities or, or items that are coming up. And yeah, just making sure that we work it into the schedule. But, but now, uh, so, a lot of people out there, are they're paycheck to paycheck, and they're not really sure how they make that discretionary spending happen. happen. So so w- what, what would your advice be, Heather, if, if you're, if you don't seem to have, if you're anything left at the end of the month. If you go through your necessities and you're like, oh my gosh, there's nothing left at the end of the month, but I still really 
need to get that coffee or I still really need to get um, w- whatever that, that need is. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, if you don't have the money, you, you can't get it, right? So I think you need to go back to your budget and you need to look – if if hey I really want to get a Starbucks then where can you pull it? Can oh you... oh so now Starbucks went from a need to a want. You just <laughs> used the word want. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad there's some realization here. You're, there's some learning here happening live on the podcast. Uh oh, kind of <laughs> backing myself into a corner here. I need to think of a different example of discretionary spend. That's the problem. I think most everything I spend money on is not discretionary. It's a need. <laughs> Not yeah, a yeah. lot. I, I totally agree with you. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just I'd like to interject a little funny comment in there. But you're <laughs> you're completely right. Like I think that that's where you have to get very aggressive on what what is truly discretionary. And at that point, you you have e- you have either an expense issue or an income issue, and you can solve that on both sides at the same time. Right. Exactly. And, and continue to work on improving um, improving your career situation and continue to be aggressive on cutting out expenses wherever you can in order to make more room. And for us, I mean, this really was after we had paid off our debt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, that... when we were, if you're really trying to get out of debt and we really encourage you to do so, like you should be throwing everything at that. So it's that's not the time to be, you know, buying DeLorean parts or purses Correct. or anything. It's like, that'll come and it'll come quicker. The quicker you get out of debt, even the more money you're going to have after that. Yeah. So. When we were in the process of getting out of debt, we weren't, we weren't really eating out. We weren't doing, um, we weren't buying fancy car parts. We weren't buying fancy purses. We weren't get, buying $5 coffees. We weren't doing any of that stuff. And I think, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like So if you're thinking, oh man, that life sounds horrible. I mean, there are ways to, to treat yourself and still have fun, you know, taking a picnic to the park or going, doing a hike outside. I mean, there's things you can do that are fun and can be a treat to yourself that don't have to cost money. So you have to maybe think of, think of creative ways while you're in that place or to your point, if you get to the end of the month and there's not, it's like, how do you. How do you do something? It's that you winter can? here in Minnesota, and um, we in, in there's plenty of uh, fun things to do. You go snowshoeing, you can go sledding, you can you you can get out, go ice skating. A lot of these things, most all these things, you can find places to do for free. Right. You don't need a five hundred dollar gaming system. You can um, well do all of these. <laughs> Fun outside activities. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. I don't need the gaming system. It's definitely a discretionary spend. Um, I'm just glad that we're at a point now in life where I can discretionarily spend $500 (laughs) on a gaming system. That's fun, too. How much time did you have to think through and and decide that that was the right decision with your wisdom? Okay. (laughs) How much wisdom was... uh, put on that one well there there wasn't a lot of time spent when the moment came but it was something that i've been thinking about for many years actually (laughs) i'm already thinking about the next one (laughs) no all right okay Uh, so hopefully this will be a fun conversation for you and your spouse to have uh we want you to continue this conversation so talk about what you would ideally do with your discretionary income 
And it's okay if your spouse doesn't approve of it. Uh, have that conversation so you can understand what each, with what each of you value. You may not even know what that person values. Um, so, and then have the conversation, obviously, about how to handle discretionary income. So, David, I think we can handle the same question. I mean, we've showed our tipped our hand a little bit on kind of where our discretionary income. We have. But we uh, have. if you had some discretionary money this month, what would you do with it? Oh. I said do, not spend. Sure. Well, and I, I appreciate that that different that d- differentiating it like that. And I also want to call out that I think this is a a great place to start the conversation because it it gets gets us on the same page of understanding each other. What we're really doing here is understanding each other. Um, we're not necessarily even making decisions about what, what we are going to do with discretionary spend. And so just that common understanding of, of who each other of each other are, I think, is really valuable. Um, so what would I do with it? Um, so we've already talked. The, I mean, the main thing is right now with, with the new Xbox and PlayStation coming out, like I... I'm excited about getting a, a new Xbox, and so I really want to. Um, and, and as we've said, I, I've ordered it. So, <laughs> so I guess going to that or or to an accessory. So like a, a new controller. There's a fancy controller for it that I think would be really awesome if I had some discretionary spending. Um, that would be fantastic to do. I thought you were going to say LED lights for the bedroom. <laughs> oh, ooh la la! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So well, lighting, so the, my, the lighting David, is also. David just helped my nephew install some LED lights in his bedroom, and, and he was having a little jealousy over it. I got, it. I got excited. So <laughs> there, there are a lot of LED light projects. I, I love accent lighting, um, and I could put accent lighting just about everywhere in the house. The problem is, is where is it gaudy and too much, and where is it classy and it just accentuates as it should. And which one are you? Are you gaudy or are you classy? I'm more gaudy, but (laughs) (laughs) so, but so I need, I need someone like you to reel me in a little bit there, but I, yes, led lights for sure. Everywhere. Let's put them everywhere. (laughs) Where would you go with your discretionary spending? Uh, again, you said spending. So first, or what would first, you do? What would you, you know, do? I would invest in oh, some yeah, mutual right. funds in the yeah. S&P 500. I'm sure you would. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> where I would start. Um, and then if there was some left over from the earnings on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't buy a, a word of this. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard right now because if we were back in Minnesota, I would want to do some things around the house, maybe some new furniture or decorations kind of work on I love little things for the house um that would be fun but we're not here right now so that kind of seems like a waste so in Singapore I would like to maybe start um going out to some nicer restaurants I mean we we try to go out to eat a little bit but I feel like we've been to some pretty nice restaurants we went to a restaurant on the 33rd floor overlooking the city it was beautiful but that was for my birthday and we went to wouldn't a it restaurant... be nice to do that more often we went to a restaurant that was um in a cable car going from island to island and that was for our anniversary but oh. wouldn't it be nice just to like do that on a Tuesday <laughs> Instead of just for special occasions. Got it. Okay. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So then, yeah. But what would make the anniversary special if we were to do that? Well, you're doing something even better. <laughs> wow. Like, you dream lifestyle big. Lifestyle creep. That's Warning. Def- yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the creep. Oh, good. Well, 
I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. And thank you so much for joining us. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or or to take a question from you on a future episode. Please reach out and email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that will continue to help us reach more people. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in